What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I am the host of the Sports by Fry podcast channel. I am also the host and the editor, co-founder, creator of sportsbyfry.com, my own personal blog site on everything happening in the sports world. I've just recently finished writing my article on the surprises and disappointments from the 2017-18 NBA season. So if you want to check that out, that is now live on the website, sportsbyfry.com. Today, though, I'm not going to be looking at the NBA. I'm talking all things college basketball. So there's just four teams left in the race for the national championship. Games are about three hours away from tipping off. It's about 2.30, quarter to three um, in the afternoon, Toronto time. So, yeah, about two or three hours away from... First game, Loyola, Chicago versus Michigan, and then Villanova will play Kansas for a spot in the national championship game. There's a few interesting pieces that I wrote on the website, as well as my um, surprises and disappointment piece in the NBA. I wrote about the whole Odell Beckham Jr. scenario and whether the Giants should actually look at trading him or not. Um, I did that on Wednesday, so you can check that out, as well as my division award and playoff picks for the 2018 baseball season season kicked off a few days ago opening day was pretty good Um, Toronto Blue Jays aren't looking too promising to start but I'm sure they can rebound so yeah enough about that today like I said I'm talking all things college basketball so let's get stuck in Each of the four teams that are left in the race for the national championship have had pretty unique paths to, uh, to get to the final four. So all four teams in San Antonio this weekend all obviously have a shot at winning it all. It goes without saying, but obviously some of them are a little bit more favoured than others. Some are expected to be here and others like Loyola Chicago were not. So I'm going to break down just kind of how each of the four teams got to this point in the season and then obviously make my picks for the weekend ahead on who I think will win March Madness and take out the crown and who, uh, who will be in the championship game. So, like I said, Loyola Chicago will be playing Michigan in the first game. So I'm going to start with Michigan, the Wolverines. I'm not going to be looking at Loyola Chicago first. So even though technically speaking all of the teams that are playing in the Final Four are on hot streaks or have risen to the occasion and won a couple of games in a row to get to the final four. Michigan is a little bit different from the other three. So the Wolverines weren't too crash hot throughout the season. At one point they were, you know, in danger of slipping outside of the top 25 rankings. They weren't lighting up the Big Ten. The Big Ten had some pretty good teams in it this year, but they were losing to the teams that weren't in the tournament and the likes of Northwestern and... I'm pretty sure they had a bad loss to, I want to say, Nebraska as well throughout earlier in the year. So, yeah, the Wolverines weren't really meant to be here. They were 19-7 and seven earlier this year. And then since early February, they've won 13 straight and made their way all the way to the Final Four. And they've done it playing some really good defence. They cruised through the Big Ten um, in the conference tournament and won the Big Ten Championship which was interesting. I thought that the Spartans would be the ones that claim the Big Ten throne, but the Wolverines, their rivals, Michigan, did so. In the actual NCAA tournament, 
Michigan's only had to play, I guess Texas A&M was probably the toughest team they had to play. They've had a pretty cruisy run, in all honesty. They dodged a lot of the bullets in their division, and because of a lot of the upsets in the West, they were able to avoid you know, clashing heads with another real big school or program. So they played Montana, Houston, Texas A&M and Florida State en route to the final four games. So no one that really we would have thought at any point in the time this year that had a, you know, a shot to win it all. So they've been a bit lucky, but yeah, like I said, defence remains their, you know, their strong suit. Offensively, I think they're a little bit inconsistent. You know, they had to rely on a buzzer beater from Jordan Poole to get to this point. If that shot doesn't go in, obviously things are a bit different. Mo Moritz Wagner, who uh, might just be quietly playing himself to get drafted, has been really good for them this year. He's probably been their best player all year long, but he's, you know, risen to the occasion in the tournament. The uh, junior forward has done pretty well for himself. So I think if Michigan's going to continue on throughout the tournament, they're going to need him to be firing and playing as well as he has been um, against Loyola Chicago, who they actually have a shot at, at winning it all, Loyola Chicago. So if you don't know the story behind them, they're a number 11 seed, but they've actually had a pretty decent year before they hit the conference, uh, the NCAA tournament. They've beaten some solid teams on the way. They beat Miami in the first... Uh, sorry, they beat Miami, yeah, Miami in the first round, and then they've gone through Tennessee... Nevada and Kansas State. So, again, no huge names there, similar to Michigan, but they've only lost five times all year, Loyola. And even though they play in a conference where you may have never heard of any of the teams or have no idea what the hell um, any of their players, you know, who any of their players are, they've actually got a pretty disciplined unit and look pretty solid. Although (laughs) all the attention is going to their... 98-year-old mascot, Sister Jean, who is slowly just becoming a household name. But I refuse to talk about her because this is a sports podcast. So, sorry, Sister Jean, you're not going to be making any uh, headlines on Sports by Fry. You get a mention here or there, but, yeah, no, I'm sick of all the Sister Jean headlines. I just want to talk basketball. The Ramblers, who became the fourth ever number 11 seed to reach the Final Four, so they claimed the crazy South region where all... Top four seeds tumbled quite early and uh, Loyola Chicago emerged victorious through that wild, wild region. So, you know, they had to, like I said, they didn't play some superstar teams but and they don't really have any, you know, elite talent but they're a really solidified unit. They're actually like a team. They play really hard on defence. They're solid on offence. Their coach loves the program. It's... Kind of the stereotypical Cinderella, you know, everything's going right at the right time for them. And honestly, they play, have played good enough basketball throughout the year to stand a real chance at winning the national championship. Loyola Chicago actually has a national championship win to their name already, believe it or not. Back in 1963, they played Cincinnati in the title game in their first and only appearance in a title game in a Final Four. It is 55, I think, if my maths are right, years later that they're making their second one. But like I said, they're not, they're not just here making up the numbers. It's not a fluke that they've made it this far. They're actually a pretty good basketball team. Everyone's getting behind them being the underdogs and everyone loves cheering for a, you know, a fairy tale. But, yeah, I think Loyola Chicago are actually yeah, a team to fear.
Looking ahead at the Ramblers versus Wolverines game that kicks off in a couple of hours, it'll be really interesting to see what holds up, whether the Loyola Chicago squad are a little bit overawed being in the final four, or where Michigan's defence, you know, how far can it take them if their offence can actually, you know, provide a bit of a spark and if they can hit a few shots, then that might change a few things. But if they struggle to score the ball, Loyola could go on a run and could quite easily blow out the Wolverines. It wouldn't surprise me to see that. I think that Loyola Chicago will beat Michigan. Um, That'll probably be the closer of the two matches. I'll dig into the next one in a few moments. But I just think that this is where the offensive woes for Michigan, you know, turn into their, their Achilles heel catches up with them. Like I said, they've had a pretty cruisy run to the Final Four and to win their region, but... They did rely a little bit on luck, which I guess every team does in the tournament. You need some things to go your way if you want to make the the run at the uh, national championship. But, yeah, unfortunately for Wolverine fans, I think this is where they bow out. And I've got Loyola Chicago advancing to the national championship game. I'll say the score will be 68 to 65. Now, while there was carnage on that side of the bracket in the south and the west region... The other regions were actually pretty vanilla and kind of held suit, which is it's quite bizarre that there was two very different sides to the bracket. So on the other side, we've got number one seeds Villanova and Kansas playing, avoiding all the carnage around them. So I'm going to start with Nova. I've been quite vocal in saying that Villanova's the best team in America. It's not really a, you know, a, a shocking statement for me to make. They're, you know, one of the best programs in college basketball right now, and Jay Wright might be one of the best coaches in the country, let alone college. He might be one of the best basketball coaches in the country, period, which should actually lead to a few NBA teams uh, knocking on his door and giving him a buzz for uh, potential co- head coaching jobs, I reckon, over the uh, off-season in the NBA. But anyway, let's talk about the Wildcats. So in the last five years, they've got a national title win when they beat the Tar Heels in 2016, but... They've only lost 21 games in five years with 163 wins. So it sounds like a pretty extravagant number, but putting it into, how would I word this, into smaller context, they only lose about four or five games a year and they're really well drilled. They know what they're good at. They've got some seasoned vets. They've got some NBA athletes and talent. Mikel Bridges is you know, one of my favourite players entering this draft class. Jalen Brunson, their junior point guard, he's one of the smartest floor generals in the whole college basketball fraternity, really. He'll probably... He's playing his way into being a late first-rounder, early second-round draft pick. He was named the Associated Press Player of the Year a couple of days ago as well, so he might have a few more awards coming his way. And I think that Villanova, while they're not really a blue blood in the eyes of some, their recent record and the way that they've gone about their business in the last three, four years has really... You know, they've stamped their authority across the college basketball world. They're a really good shooting team as well. They're really, you know, poised, well-drilled. But against Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, they nearly shot themselves in the foot. They, I think they missed 20 of their 24 threes that they took in that Elite Eight game. So if they're going to advance in the national championship game, they can't really afford to have another bit of, another slump like that. Kansas isn't an elite defensive team, but... If you miss 20 of your 24 threes or you shoot just terrible from downtown against a school like Kansas, I can't see you winning. 
It'll be interesting to see how Kansas comes into this game. They finally crack into the big four. They've lost in the Elite Eight for back-to-back seasons, so finally Bill Self and the boys break through. They had a pretty tough run through to the Final Four as well, which kind of makes me, you know, a little bit of a believer in Kansas all season long. And for all my previews and predictions that I've made, I've said that I've never believed in Kansas. I always thought that they were pretenders. You know, the health of some of their big men was in question. They went through that whole Billy Preston drama. Devontae Graham, well, he is another contender for the National Player of the Year awards. I think that he had some cold streaks. And, yeah, I, I wasn't in on Kansas, but full credit to the Jayhawks. They proved me wrong, proved a lot of people wrong, and they've beaten the likes of Clemson and Duke and Seton Hall to book their spot in the Final Four. What makes them dangerous as well is there's nothing that they do incredibly well. I mean, they've got some pretty cool athletes and pieces on their squad, but they're just, once again, a very team-orientated squad. You know, Devontae Graham's a very seasoned vet. He's poised. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's, you know, will get you 17 points and seven assists without blinking an eyelid. But Malik Newman looms as the big X factor in the, the game against Nova. He burnt Duke. I can't remember exactly what he scored. I think it was 30-plus, but I've been a fan of Newman all season long. He, again, has gone through these weird shooting slumps that has him not really in draft conversation. He'll probably return to Kansas for his junior season next year, and if he can get hot, then Villanova might be in real trouble. So the Wildcats and Jayhawks will play after Loyola Chicago and Michigan. They tip off at a about quarter to nine from memory, um, East Coast time. That's probably the game of the two that I'd, if I had a choice, I'd really tune into. I think that Kansas, like I said, they've proven me wrong, but I, I don't know what it is. I still can't pick them. There's something, something in my guts that just tells me that Kansas is going to falter when it matters most. So I've got the Wildcats returning to the national championship game two years after winning it all in pretty dramatic fashion over North Carolina. I don't don't think that the Jayhawks will put up a huge fight. I've got Nova winning about 71 to 59. You know, Jay Wright has this team driven. They've been here before. They know what they're doing. Kansas, uh, while they might be, you know, an elite school and probably above Villanova in the Blue Blood rankings, I don't think that Kansas has the same personnel that Villanova has at their disposal, and I think that will prove to be the difference. So I've got the Wildcats playing the Ramblers in the national championship game. That kind of sets up the perfect, you know, underdog versus the favourite, the giant. And Loyola Chicago, like I said, they could win it all. They deserve to be here. But, you know, I don't think that this is the year that the fairy tale will come true. The Wildcats, you know, they're a weathered team. They're built for big games like this. So Loyola Chicago have had a nice run. It was fun while it lasted, but I've got them just falling agonisingly close. I'm going to say that Nova blows them out and then scores about 77 to 61 in the national title game. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. I mean, after the tournament that's taken place, anything can happen. It really has been crazy and March Madness. So, you know, Loyola Chicago could shock the world. Michigan could win. Kansas could. All four teams Obviously, still stand an equal chance of winning, but all four teams have played well enough to justify being here and really do each have a true shot at winning the championship. But I think that Villanova's experience will shine through and they'll claim the second 
national title in three years. I had a pretty good day yesterday, actually. I had a big, big win from the Cavs, and I woke up early this morning and watched Frio get their first win of the year as well. So I'm riding cloud nine right now. Hopefully Cleveland can keep doing their thing and Frio can ride this momentum into next week. I'm going to talk about both of those things and a few more bits and pieces on the Sunday sit-down tomorrow. But today I just thought I'd check in, make my picks for the final four, which, yeah, will be underway probably by the time you're listening to this. If you've enjoyed the episode, make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I haven't got a lot planned for next week, actually, yet. I know that I'll do my national championship game kind of recap on Tuesday after Monday's national championship, but... Yeah, a few NBA pieces will probably float through. It's a little bit up in the air. I'll do my Sunday sit-down, like I said. I'll do my AFL Fantasy review from round two. Make sure you hit up sportsbyfried.com for all my other pieces. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace. Peace.